Good morning, you listen to FloridaDaily.net, and I'm Kemp Parr. This morning, my guest is Pete Doshe, soon to be a board member with Shaw Industries, founder of U.S. Floors and executive vice president with Shaw Industries. Pete, how are you doing today? I'm doing very well, Kemp. Good morning to you, too. Yeah, I've got you on the road. You're actually in Augusta. I want to catch up with you. We ran a news story yesterday. It's a pretty big deal about the cost of Chinese-produced LVT. It's at an all-time high right now. We'll get into that in just a minute, but I thought since we're nearing the end of the year, I'd like to ask you how business conditions are in the flooring market. Well, normally, of course, we would expect the conditions to start tempering off towards the end of the year, but we are still seeing quite a a strong order entry. Obviously, that's a restoration of what we have seen over the summer. Demand has come back quite uh, strong, and we still see this continuing here as the year is coming to an end, so we are quite pleased with that. I think most of our retailers, when we talk to them, are seeing the same type of good year, and it might have started with a challenge, but the year is ending up uh, pretty decent from a volume point of view. Mm-hmm. Just one last quick question on that. Um, you're, you're kind of seen as the poster man for Rigid LVT, one of the founders of it. If we just look at all categories, are we seeing strength across all categories? Or tell us a little bit about that, if you would. No, pretty much across all categories. I mean, the demand for carpet is strong as well, uh, like it is for LVT and for Rigid Core, for sure. A little bit more challenging on the wood segment, but overall, pretty much all categories are still showing some decent demand uh, despite the fact that the year is coming to an end so it's across the board okay well let's talk about the story at hand what we're showing here is that there's really three factors that are contributing to this increase in cost for chinese produced flooring it's hitting rigid lvt but it's impacting actually all flooring out of china because two of the factors are unrelated to the raw material cost, but you've got a weak dollar. Just to quantify that, since May, the dollar has declined 9.7%. If you've got a weak dollar, it doesn't buy as much, so uh, that's a factor. And then you've got freight surcharges. Those are two factors that affect all kinds of flooring, and they're up as much as 30%. And then you've got the price of PVC chip, which is you know raw material for the manufacturing of LVT, and it's up close to 29%. So that's three big factors, right? Yes, I mean, you summed it up right, Kemp. There's those three factors that have really contributed to the prices coming out of our uh, Chinese manufacturing uh, facilities being at an all-time high. Like you said, the currency, the renminbi versus the dollar, has been a very big challenge this year. I mean, the the dollar has lost value against pretty much all uh, global currencies, against the euro as well, not just the renminbi. And and like you explained, the exchange rate between the dollar and the renminbi was 7.10, 7.15 renminbi to the dollar. And today it's only uh, in 6.6, 6.65 renminbi to the dollar. So our Chinese uh, manufacturing facilities are getting a lot less renminbi for the dollar compared to what it was in, in May and compared to what it was at the end of last year. So the currency fluctuation has been a very big point in this uh, price crisis, so to speak. Ocean freight, the cost has absolutely gone through the roof. It's amazing. Normally, we always see somewhat of the peak period over the summer when the retailers are stocking up for Christmas. This time, it basically lasted much longer than normal. In addition to that, it's been tied to the inventory restocking program that we've seen across the entire U.S. economy. Of course, when COVID hit, everybody tightened the belt and, and the orders and the demand from suppliers in Asia came down quite dramatically. But as the demand started back up over the summer, 
everybody started ordering again. So in addition to what we normally see a peak period over the summer, the restocking of the inventories in the United States have basically uh, uh, contributed to this incredible ocean freight increase that we've seen. And you talk about 30%, I mean, in, in many cases, been 40, 50, 60%. And then just having the availability of containers and chassis to bring the goods into the country has been another challenge because normally the carriers, when they see demand coming back up, they put more ships and more capacity back in the market. But this time, they collectively decided not to do that and basically just raise prices. So if you look at the results of the financial results of these carriers, it's been very, very good because they did not put a lot more capacity back into the market. They just raised their prices. Mm -hmm. So ocean freight currency and then last but not least, the PVC pricing, both in the United States and in Asia, has escalated quite significantly. In Asia, we've seen cost increases on PVC resin uh, all the way up to 50, 60 percent, and in the United States has been more in that 20 to 30 percent, again, because of high demand and a shortage in supply. It's as simple as that. And if you combine all that, those three main causes, if you put all that together, it has resulted in an all-time high in, in the cost of our products coming out of China, for sure. So that's the challenge that we are facing right now. And two of these three factors are actually going to be ongoing. The, the freight thing, after Chinese New Year's, probably come down. So I'd say by March we might see some normal freight rates. But the other two, the PVC issue is a builder surge globally. It's just not enough capacity, so they're charging more for the PVC. The value of the dollar is probably going to continue to be on the, a, a weaker time here for a while. How is the market reacting to that? You know, I know there's some price increases that are going to have to take place, right? Just coming back to what you said, yes, two of the three are basically going to probably subside at least one of the three ocean freight after the um, Chinese New Year. But if you read about where everybody expects the U.S. dollar to go and the currency, I think that's, in my opinion, the biggest challenge that we have is a continuous weakening of the U.S. dollar, and that's expected to continue all the way through 2021. So that might be the biggest challenge going forward. That's obviously something that we have to take um, into account. No question about that. So as, as far as the way the market reacts, are we going to see some price increases, you think, across the board? Obviously, uh, Kemp, we have been trying to absorb as much as we could. And we've worked with our partners in China to find ways to mitigate all these uh, cost increases. But there is no way that we can sustain this on a, on a long-term basis or even a short-term basis. And we will have to, uh, we will have to adjust. So we are at the point whereby we are, we are looking at what we need to do and when we need to do this. But uh, clearly, the pressure is too big, big for us to, to just continue to absorb that. So at some stage, unfortunately, uh, this will have to be um, pushed through in the market. There's no other way around it. This is probably the last time we're going to talk before Christmas. It's good to talk to you and hope you have a great holiday. Thanks for updating our audience on these news items that are affecting the pricing of flooring out of China. You're more than welcome, Ken. I wish I could end the year with some good news. <laughs> but I've always said, listen, if you, no matter what the prices are, sell at a high price because it's all about profitability. And you see that sometimes things change, pricing change, cost change. But if you sell it high, you can withstand some of these bumps in the market. All right, Pete. It's great to talk to you again. We've been talking to Pete Doshe, a board member with Shaw Industries, and you've been listening to Kempar and FloorDaily.net.